So I'm going to just end it right there. You don't even get to hear the whole theme song. The double time. The full minute. It's not happening. We've wasted enough time already, and we've wasted three weeks. We haven't been on the air in that long. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Rury. If you haven't heard my voice in a while, welcome back to me. Welcome back to you, Calvin. Welcome back to everybody listening. Welcome back to us, man. It's been too long, Rory. Welcome back. We could play Welcome Back Cotter theme song if we wanted to, but we don't have that, uh, so we won't. Instead, I'll just tell you that uh, you can give us a call at 323-642-1484 if you want to talk to us about whatever we're discussing tonight. You can follow me on Twitter at Team Green Truth, and of course you can find CLNS Radio on Twitter as well, at CLNS Radio. And before we get into anything here uh, and discuss... The Boston Celtics, which is where 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 I'm excited to talk to go in this in this journey on this show tonight, uh, Calvin. This is going to be the second time this coming weekend that I'm going to be in Los Angeles, and you're not going to be there, or you're going to have something better to do. Are you dodging me? I am, man. I avoid people. That's what I do. That's what I do. I've heard the rumors. Nick Chelsea says you've been dodging him for 10 years. I didn't think you were going to dodge me, but apparently you're just, you're just bouncing around the United States. You just can't stay in one place. You just you can't. You have to pick the one weekend that I'm coming out there to go to Arizona. Is that right? Not going to be around, Ray. Don't tell. Not going to be around. Not going to be around. I was going to buy you a, a, the cheapest beer in a five-mile radius. radius. I'm going to have to buy somebody else that beer now. You'll find somebody to buy that beer. People like beer in L.A. People like beer in L.A. Well, maybe you can uh, give me some sort of a, a place to go that I that I must see or must eat at, and I'll, I'll feel like you're – I'll pretend you're there. How about that? All right. I'll, I'll come up with something. I'll throw something at you. All right. Well, um, I guess I should probably tell this, tell Mad Dog to call us now. Because oh, I don't know why he's not back on the board. And that's where we're going to start. Um, unless you just want to skip it for, and wait for him to call. Here, I'll just tell him. While we wait for him, we do have, this, is, this is so unorganized tonight. Uh, while we wait for him, I'll remind everybody that Larry H. Russell has started uh, doing the post or the pregame shows for all the Celtics games here. We usually do the, uh, the post game show after every game, but now we're doing a pregame show before every game and LHR is doing a great job. You get some good guests on those shows. So if you haven't heard it yet, go any game day. So the next one is Thursday, Thursday at 4 PM Eastern. We drop the Celt- the Boston Celtics pregame show with LHR on CLNSradio.com. So check that out and you can get it on our mobile app as well. That's free. 
Sailing Us Radio mobile app for iTunes and Google Play. Those those two places is where you can find that. Go get it. It's good. Um, so you've probably been following the Celtics more than I have. So when we get into that, it's it's going to be an interesting discussion because for the past couple of weeks I've kind of been out of it. Um, but we are not leading off with that tonight. We are going to lead off with a little bit of a Lakers discussion, Calvin. Your Lakers got beat by 48 against the Utah Jazz. That's that's nothing to write home about. But in this day and age, in this actual year, you're kind of rooting for the Lakers to do poorly, aren't you? You want the Lakers to have a high draft pick, and that's why we're going to talk to Mad Dog about some college basketball. But you want to preface this with anything before uh, we go to him? Yeah, let me preface this by saying I need a second to mute my computer because I apparently forgot to do that. So I apologize for this. Maybe I'll just mute you and go to Mad Dog and we'll start that way. There we go. That's wow. better. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Mad Dog's going to try to hold me to account. So why don't we just uh, pull him up and, and we can let him have his, his moment. To, uh, All right, we're just going to let him right out. We're going to go right to the call lines, 323-642-1484. Mad Dog, it's been a long time. We haven't heard from you in a while, but uh, you specifically want to talk to to Calvin uh, about the Lakers and their draft status right now, don't you? Well, yes. Um, they are they they are going to be the um, I'm assuming other barring a major Philadelphia win streak here, they're going to be in the second spot or, or the second most ping pong balls. We we, we 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 know from here being in the second spot does not get it does not guarantee that you actually will be in the second spot. We found that out in 2007. I'll never forget that. Um, seeing seeing all the reactions for that, but um, I just like to. It's been a it's been a debate. Um, I've been having with with Scotty and others. I, I I've seen it. I've seen I, I I've seen various scouts. Um. Debated, but um, do you guys or Kelvin have you been following uh, mock drafts? Uh, a little bit. Obviously, that's sort of uh, what you know what people want to talk about almost as much as they want to talk about the season. Uh, you know, we're getting to the point where you know people are assuming that we are going to be able to hold on to that pick and you know and get the first or second pick in the draft, even though. I sort of have a bad feeling about the way that's going to go, but because of that, sort of, I've been involved somewhat in, in the, the debate of Simmons versus England. That's where you're trying to go here. Okay, yes, and and I, I would like to get into it because throughout most of the year, it was the the you heard it, it it was Simmons. Ben Simmons was was tear, was, was tearing it up, putting up historic numbers during the non-conference season in the first half of the SEC season. And then um, Brandon Ingram really, with his skill set, started to really impress NBA scouts with his outside shooting, with just with with his ability to handle the ball, with, with just his pure potential. Um, and 
and uh, put up fantastic numbers in, in, in ACC play. And as we know, which is a conference that, uh, as we know, by the NCAA tournament with with um, six teams making it to to the Sweet 16, is it is the best conference in in America. And um, really, there's been a lot of questions about about Simmons and in his motor, um, his defense, just just uh, really. Um, Seemed to quit there at the end of the year, or 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 well, well not quit, but fell apart against um against uh, against Texas A and M in the um in, in the in the um SEC tournament there. But I'm wondering what your thoughts are because with with my perspective here, and I've watched Brandon Ingram a lot. I watched him, and what the what the thing here was, and I followed him for a couple of years now. He was known as a three, four, four year prospect, a a year and a half ago, and and then he blew up during during the All Star circuit last year. He would he moved into the top ten in in most smart drafts before the year. I believe that he was at eight on Draft Express, and has now moved into the top spot. Um, I know there's some questions about him physically in the NBA, and um, I'm just wondering, how, how much have you watched of these two, and, and what do you think of these two? Um, I have not watched a ton. I, I, as you know, I don't watch a ton of college basketball. I've watched a couple of games of each of them to sort of try to get a feel for how they look in-game. Uh you know, I, I'm sort of, a, of two minds on this because you can argue, um, obviously, like if you want to look in a vacuum and say who who is the better player, uh, I think that I still believe that Ben Simmons is the better player. I don't, if you just look at the, like, you know, you look at the numbers he put up as one thing, but like, granted, he, he can't shoot from the perimeter as of now, but I, I find that like, we're getting to the point where like that's a little overrated in the NBA, the, the, the fact that like the, the big men who can't, you know, shoot from the outside. Do I think that he he has the sort of touch to be able to improve that part of his game? I I think that, but but looking at it from a Lakers perspective, I you could easily make the argument that because he plays the same position as Randall and what the Lakers would need for their young core or whatever going forward would be a small forward type. Um, you could argue for for Ingram in, in that case. But I, I guess the, the reason I lean towards Simmons right now is I'm I'm not sure what position in the NPA Brandon Ingram defends. And that, that's really what it comes down to for me. He's, he's he's guarding small forwards. I I'm a little bit skeptical okay. that he can guard. So so the, the the as far as I'm concerned, I'm not sure who's going to be the better player. It's still difficult to figure this this stuff out. The tournaments and and the postseason play. Some people put a lot of emphasis on that. I don't put a ton on it, but I think you do have to take a little bit into effect because it is on a little bit bigger stage than the course of a regular season. My concern would be that Ben Simmons is going to break down uh, halfway through a season in his rookie year. I would, I would think that Ben Simmons is the guy that needs to develop a little bit more before he becomes a, 
a good player in the NBA. So if you're looking for somebody to come off, come out of the draft and contribute in the next two years, then I think you're looking at Ingram. But if you're willing to wait a, a couple more years and maybe ease Simmons into the league, he probably has a little bit more potential to, to be the better player. It's just a matter of whether he has that drive and he has the the uh, aggressiveness, I, I guess, to, to do that and become that star type of player, Mad Dog. You've seen him more than the two of us have. So um, I, I don't know. What do you think about that assessment? Well, here's the thing that I worry about, um, Brandon Ingram. And, and I've said this before. He, he, his body structure, can he really – because there's really not a player in the league – that that he he's still a rail, he's still extremely thin. Um, and how how is he? You mentioned Simmons physically. How is Brendan Ingram going to be able to match up physically with with um, other small forwards or powerful forwards in the league? He has all of the elite tools as far as shooting the ball. He has linked all that stuff, but. That's my main concern about him, and that's what I think he's going to be. He's he's going to be the the number one or, or two pick. That'll be determined by by um, combine workouts and whatever. But but what I think is that if you're going to draft Brandon Ingram, and I've watched him all year, he he did extremely well with ACC play. And remember, he started off extremely slow to to begin the year. He looked if, People were asking through through the first five 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 games what what was going on with him. It really took him a little while to adapt to the physicality of the college game. The the, the NBA is, is a level up from that, and and what what I worry about is with is that his body structure is. And I'm just wondering, would that be a concern with either of you guys in the in the, in the way that he's built? Because it certainly would be a little bit of a concern with with me. Well, so I, I think I, that he's sorry. He, I was just going to say quickly, Calvin, that I, I think that he could play play small. You're concerned that that he wouldn't be able to guard small forwards, but. Maybe the way the league is going, he could be that big two guard, and he might be okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I almost feel like he would have to. He plays power forward at Duke, but this, granted, it's because Duke has virtually no size, so it, it's, it's kind of a bad situation for him in that respect. I I question that in the NBA how good of a rebounder he would be. I, I'm not sure that those numbers translate to the NBA. I think that his perimeter scoring and his off the dribble game is. Uh, Excellent. He gets compared a lot to Kevin Durant, but but one Kevin Durant is is an anomaly. There's not a lot of guys with his body type who are successful uh, in the NBA. And two, he's even skinnier than Kevin Durant was when he was in college. What, what is he like? He's like 185 pounds, right? You would know better than me. What? How? How? He's six nine, one ninety, something like that. That's six incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so so physically, yes, I would worry about. Yeah, but how old is he? Nineteen? He's nineteen years old. Like this kid hasn't st- hasn't stopped growing. You know, he's gonna grow into it. That into it, and I, I just feel like his skill set right now is a little bit better to contribute sooner in the NBA. That's all. 
In, in, I'm interested in, so you, what you're talking about mostly is the shooting. Because I, I think what it breaks down to is two things. I, I think Sim, Simmons is bigger and he's a better passer, and, and Brandon Ingram's a much better shooter. I mean, that's really what we're talking about, right? They both have an excellent base sure. game. Okay, uh, yes. So but the so point is, I guess, if they, if they both need to bulk up, then I'm I'm going with the shooter as opposed to the to the guy that is going to be trying to play down in the post. I mean, yeah, but Simmons doesn't need to bulk up nearly as much as as Ingram probably does. And I'm not even sure if he's. I mean, Simmons is more like a Tyson Chandler type. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I thought you were going to say more there. I thought I thought that you were, you had a, more of a thought, but you just stopped. Um, well, well, I, I can't give you more of a thought. You want more of that? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. All that all that being said, I, I think that Ingram has a chance of a good chance of going number one because the Lakers and the Sixers uh, essentially have you know, uh, pretty much a 50-50 chance of one of those two teams getting the number one pick. I think it's like 52% chance of one of those two teams getting the number one pick. I don't think that the Sixers can can really afford to take another guy, uh, another power forward, given their current state, the fact that they supposedly still have Embiid coming back. I imagine if they get the number one pick, they almost have to take Ingram. And I think the Lakers would be hard-pressed to, to take Simmons as well, even though Simmons, you know, walks around and, and photographs himself in Laker jerseys and whatnot. <laughs> I, I, so, I kind of think so, the Lakers, just because positionally it makes so much sense for them to, to try to draft a swingman like Ingram, I, I think that that's what they end up doing, even though I'm not – I'm sort of on the fence about whether or not I agree with it. So this is probably not going to happen. It's totally hypothetical. Uh, I don't even know why I'm going to waste 30 seconds on it, but I will. Uh, I just I think between the two of the players, if the Celtics were to, to sneak up and uh, get the number one pick for some reason with, with the Brooklyn pick that they own this year, it, it would really show you whether Danny Ainge drafts for need or drafts because he likes a player more. If, if he thinks that Brandon Ingram is the best player on the board and he were, he were to draft – him ahead of Simmons, you would have to believe that he's he is true to his word and that he's drafting the the player. But uh, Simmons is probably the better fit for the Celtics. Were they able to jump up? Um, but I know Mad Dog, you would probably love to see a Dookie in green. So either way, I, I think it would be Absolutely. good if the Celtics win the lottery with that Brooklyn pick. All right, buddy, you got anything else you want to throw out there at us before yeah, we let so you go? Yeah, just, 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 just real quick um, about the about the LeBron thing. Just, um, it's just, it's just a complete um, crybaby, and um, it's it, it really stinks that one of the NBA greats is 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 doing this to his image. And the second thing is that I'm going to do this for Scotty. I hope that Scotty listens to 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 this program for 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 this week only, Saturday night. I I am I am hopping on the on the bandwagon. Go orange, baby! Only Saturday night. I don't care what happens oh, to, to him after that. I'm gonna root against him after that. But but go orange on Saturday night, even though that I really have no faith that Syracuse is gonna win. But still, but still go orange. Okay, okay. Peace out, guys. Wow. All right. We, we yep. Obviously, there, right? obviously a Tar Heel hater. Obviously a Tar Heel hater right there. Uh, Mad Dog. Good stuff though. From him. Oh yeah. Um, don't you have, don't you have some sort of Tar Heel connection? Do you have anything to say yeah. about the Tar Heels? Uh, my dad went to grad school there, but quite honestly, and I, I think he's ashamed of me 
for even admitting this, but uh, I haven't been watching the tournament. I, I haven't even watched I don't, uh, even a minute of Carolina basketball in this tournament. I've just been doing other things and just so busy. It's part of the reason that we haven't had a show in the past couple of weeks. So um, either way, it is Wait, what it can is. Can we talk about that for a minute before we move on? Let me ask, let me ask you a question because – I, as well, have not watched a single minute of this tournament, even though I, I actually I actually gambled on two Elite Eight games, but it's really more because of my gambling addiction than it is me having any idea who's going to win or, or, or anything else about it. I feel like in years past, like, I had no interest in the college basketball regular season for obvious reasons, but I still felt a certain attachment to the tournament, the, the magic of it. This year, I, I just didn't care, man. Is that is it me? Is it my fault? Is, you know what? For some that? reason, I don't. I, for some reason, I don't really care either. I I, I just. Yeah. It, I want. It's to. kind of. I want, uh, I want to care too, but I just for some reason I feel I feel like it's diluted this year. I feel like the product just isn't as good. I'm watching more NBA basketball than I than I have. Believe it or not, if you can, if that's even a thing, than I have in the past couple of years, uh, but for whatever reason, I'm not really that interested either. Could it be, yeah, maybe maybe it's just a lack of star power this year? I mean, I guess Buddy Heald has come out of nowhere to be, be, be whatever, but it, yeah, it just doesn't It's feel... funny, because people that cover the tournament say don't take any account into the uh, into the tournament when you're talking about draft status, blah, 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 but then there's always a name or two that come out of, of the tournament with the uh, with high hopes. Yeah, and then there's, there's you're right. And there's, there's always a guy who like plays really well in the tournament. Uh, what was the guy with Shabbat Napier? Was that guy? That, like Levon wanted Levon like consistent that the E draft him, and then he never did anything in the NBA. What was his name? Wasn't it Napier? Something. Oh, Shabazz Napier from UConn. I love yeah, bashing UConn yeah. players. Um, yeah, he's he's still in the league. I think he's uh, he's a backup point guard somewhere. He had a cup of tea with Miami. I will find out right now uh, where he's playing because I know that he definitely was getting minutes last year. So I would be surprised if he took a step back this year and, and would not be playing somewhere. Um, he's in Orlando, actually. Yes, he's playing in Orlando, and he's not playing much, obviously. They are, have a plethora of guards down there, but he has played a little bit this year. He's uh, he's playing yeah. about eleven minutes a game. Yeah, I'm sure he's getting a lot of run behind Alfred Payton and Old Depot and Devin Fournier. I mean, he's, he's playing eleven minutes a game. That's that's the run that he's getting. He he's scored a few points, but yeah, so he's still around. So he's not a, just a backup point guard; he's a third point guard. But Ray, in March, he's down to five point six minutes a game. Insane. Well, maybe somebody was injured. Maybe somebody injured. He got he got more minutes. Maybe. All right. <clears throat> That's enough of that. Um, speaking of things that we haven't really been paying attention to, while I have been watching more NBA basketball, for the past two weeks I've been out of touch with my own Boston Celtics, Calvin. It's it's very sad. It's a sad situation. Can you believe that I that I don't even really – I didn't even know that they were on a four-game winning streak before they got smoked by the Clippers. I caught some of that game, and, boy, was that the wrong game to catch in the last two weeks. I mean – in fairness to that four-game winning streak, three of those four games were the 76ers, Suns, and Magic. 
And the, and the fourth one was the Raptors without, without Kyle Lowry. I caught some of that Raptors <laughs> game too. That was that was a decent game. Uh, yeah, I, I actually did the, or was going to do the post game for that show before Nick Schultz uh, canceled on me. So I didn't really watch most of that or slash all of that game. Um, but yeah, the, the Raptors were not very good without uh, Lowry. And continue, continue to not have Damari Carroll. I wonder how good that team will be once they get him. But just a little tangent. Do you, let me ask you this little tangent before we get into the subjects. Do you believe in the Raptors, Rich, as a playoff team? Because sort of what I wanted to get into is, you know, we're about to hit the playoffs and sort of look at the, the Celtics and what, you know, who could be an opponent. Or Obviously, the Raptors are not likely to be their playoff opponent. But do you believe in them as a, as a team that could legitimately come out of the East? Or are you saying no too soon? Um, I did believe in them, but I'm still now starting to think that they might be a little bit soft. And that that type of team is not as, – as rough as – and we'll get into LeBron in a second. But as, as rough as Cleveland has looked <laughs> recently, uh, Toronto, I'm, I'm starting to go back on – this, this is the type of team, Calvin, every year I start high on Toronto and I – Switch my my mind, change my mind early in the season, and then I flip back right after after New Year's, and now I'm starting to think that they're soft again. It's it's very strange how I feel about this Raptors team back and forth uh, throughout the past few years. It's always it's it's always been this way. We could probably pull tape of me having them high in a preseason ranking, and then flipping my flipping the script two months later, saying this team is nothing. So I know for a fact that couple months ago I was high on Toronto again and I thought that they had a chance to to come out of the east and and knock Cleveland off but at this point if they're going to play that poorly without just without Kyle Lowry and losing one of their players um, I'm not so sure I'm interested to see what Jonas Valanciunas brings as well because he's a guy that is an integral part to their team and when he's not on the floor they're definitely a different basketball team and uh, he's been hurt for the past couple of weeks as well. Uh, I believe he played in that in, in that Raptors Celtics game. Though he was in he that did. Game. He did. That was the, that was the first yeah. game that he came back actually. Uh, so I don't oh, know okay. if he was on limited minutes or anything like that. But before that, he was out for for a week or, or maybe two weeks with just some random uh, some random injuries that he, he was just banged up. And I think that he's really important to that team. And without him, they they might struggle, uh, regardless of whether Lowry's in the lineup or not. Yeah, they were a game back in Cleveland, and they sort of had a little a little slip there. Now they're back to three games, so it looks like it's unlikely that they'll take that one seed. But I, I'm also not a believer in the Raptors just because they haven't they've won uh, two total playoff games with the Lowry. Uh, what can I think of his name? What's the what's the shooting guard's name? What the hell is that on me? Sometimes my brain just does that. What's the shooting guard's name? DeRozan. 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 Yeah. Why the, the Larry DeRozan combo? Wow, look at that. Yeah, it's, it just hasn't it hasn't produced any playoff wins, and I don't expect that. Like maybe they win the series. I think they'll probably advance, but I don't think they have the gumption to beat a team like Cleveland. Anyway, but just but getting back to the, to the matter at hand, how much gumption do the Celtics have, right? And I look, they lost Jay Crowder. I I realize that, and I think at at this point. It'd be pretty hard to argue that if you just if you just look at all the way around, Jay Crowder's probably their best player. 
Do you agree with that notion? Like with the way th- this team is currently constructed, he's probably their, their just because he he plays both ways. Well, no, it's uh, I think he's the, he's their most important. See, this is the whole debate: most valuable player, most important player, or best player. Isaiah Thomas is the best player, and I think that's hands down. I, I don't think that there's oh, yeah. there's any other player on this team that I would um, that that I would want taking a final shot or um, I don't know having the ball in his hands to start a play at the end of the game where they need a bucket. Jay Crowder can definitely be a part of that play, and if he has an open shot because of because Thomas is covered and Thomas finds him, that's great. He can take that shot. And I think that, yeah, he, he is their most important player, especially on defense, but I, I'm not willing to call him their best player. But I think you isolated it to, like, just one thing. I mean, the statement you made about, like, who would you want to put the ball in their hands at the end of the game, as a, as a Laker fan, I can tell you, like, that guy was never Shaq when he was with the Lakers, but he was clearly the best player. You know what I mean? Like, those are not necessarily one-to-one statements. But anyway, I, I do think he's the best player. We can, I guess we can get into that uh, more another time. I just think all the way around he provides more than Isaiah Thomas. You know what it is, too? He's, he's less streaky than Isaiah Thomas. I, he's more consistent. He makes less mistakes. I think Isaiah, when he's out of control, can be out of control. And Crowder was more out of control, but this year has not really been out of control very much at all. Calvin, I'm going to go on a little tangent here because something really freaky is happening. It's 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 weirding me out, and I just got to see what's going on here because I'm looking at the switchboard, and yes, uh, I see a phone number, and I really recognize this phone number. I know whose phone number this is, and I'm texting this person to see if they want to come on the air with us. And this person is insisting that they are not on the, on the phone. They're not on the board. I sent a picture of the phone number to this guy, and he still says that it's not him. So. I want to see who's using this this telephone number. Hello. Okay. Can you hear me? Hey, uh, hey guys, uh, Eddie from Brooklyn. How you doing? Oh, it's Eddie from Brooklyn. It's Eddie from Brooklyn. Eddie, nice, hey, nice hey, talking guys. to you. How are you, Eddie? What, what's going on tonight? Hey, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, sunshine and rainbows to everybody. Happy spring. Uh, uh, so, not to go on a tangent, I know it's. Uh, Really exciting time for uh, for you guys talking about basketball and uh, talking about dribble dribble dunky dunky uh, and all the uh, all the things that are associated with that. Uh, you know, going into the playoffs, talking about Celtics, Lakers, uh, Cavaliers, uh, uh, whoever else. But uh, I was wondering, uh, do you guys pay any attention to the uh, the uh, World Wrestling Entertainment? Uh, we've got a big event going on this uh, this Sunday in Dallas. Uh, it's WrestleMania 32. Uh, and I was just wondering if I could get your predictions uh, on the air from, uh, you know, two guys who uh, really know their stuff. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we got uh, Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar. We got, uh, uh, we got, uh, what else? We got uh, Undertaker, Shane McMahon. We've also got uh, another big match in uh, Triple H, Roman Reigns. So just uh, interested in your thoughts, guys. Uh, I'll hang up and uh, let you talk. Thanks. Uh, thanks very much again. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Thank you, Eddie, in Brooklyn. I think that's where he said he was from. Um, Calvin, you want to run with some WWE talk for a few minutes or what? <laughs> I mean, if we want to do predictions, uh, don't think that I won't do them. I'll do them. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I, do, I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, I know you're pretty excited about it. You're taking an entire weekend to, to go to a party. Do you, have, 
do you have the card though? I need you to pull up the card because I don't know all the matches. So if you want me to predict some of the the low matches on the card, I'm not going to know. Well, Eddie and Eddie and Brooklyn just uh, just mentioned Dean Ambrose. So why don't you give us a little prediction about what's going to happen in uh, in Dean Ambrose's match while I pull up the rest of the card? Let's do it. Uh, which one you said the Brock Dean Ambrose match? Yes, please. Okay. Yeah. So here here's the thing. What's what's the common sense booking of this match, right? You would think the common sense booking would be uh, putting Brock Lesnar over for the millionth time. But, like, why would they have these two dudes in a street fight, meaning, like, no holds barred, if if they're not going to have Team Ambrose win? Like, they've been setting it up like he's like he's going to win, and normally that that's the uh, the signal for a swerve in going the other way and giving it Brock, and Brock usually goes over. But I think just the fact that they're going to allow weapons is what's going to allow Team Ambrose to win this fight. He, because he's not as good as Brock Lesnar. He can never credibly win a fight with Brock Lesnar, but he can cheat his way to, not cheat his way, but, like, use enough weapons to take Brock Lesnar down. And that's what I think happens in the whole match. It just makes too much sense. And plus, he, the other thing is, like, he's been building so much lately. They've been building Ambrose up. I feel like he, they're ready to give him that win. And it doesn't now, do you, at all. Do you, want, do you want Dean Ambrose to win? You sound like you're, you're leaning towards him. Are you a Dean Ambrose fan? Um, I am a Dean Ambrose fan, but I'm also a Brock Lesnar fan. So I wouldn't have a problem with Brock Lesnar winning. I just thought this was a prediction. Yeah. I don't, I'd have a problem with, with Dean Ambrose winning some sort of clean finish over Brock Lesnar because that doesn't really, it doesn't really make sense for who Brock Lesnar is. I just think... Well, you know, like, you know who doesn't have a, uh, a problem with Dean Ambrose winning in any sort of way is uh, our very own Liz for All Out. Liz, how do you feel about... Calvin's assessment of uh, the, the the most important match uh, at, in WrestleMania or at WrestleMania, in my opinion, screw the championship, Roman Reigns, Triple H, screw that match. This is the most important. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I spaced out a little bit because I was uh, texting somebody in Brooklyn just a second ago. But if we're talking about Ambrose, I thought he was the best part of Raw last night when we were watching. Well, stop spacing out because now Calvin's going to go through the rest of the card here. So uh, if you want to chime in at any time, feel free. But I uh, here we go. Calvin, do you want to start with some pre-show stuff? Because there is, there, there is stuff going on. There's a, a 10 Diva match. How about, how about that? Are you excited about Bro. that? Oh, yeah. You, you know, I like, look, the more Divas they can squeeze into one match, the less Divas will be left over to be in a second match. But oh, you, you still didn't make you still, you still didn't make your prediction, right? I'm letting you out. No, I didn't, make, I didn't make my prediction. I, you're right. I didn't. I, can't, I just can't see Dean Ambrose winning this match. It doesn't matter that they're going to be able to use uh, weapons. It doesn't matter that they're going to be wrestling on the streets of L.A. Too bad. Uh, or not, I'm sorry, on the streets of Dallas. Uh, it's too bad you're not going to, to Dallas and wandering around out there. You might run into those guys, Calvin. You should just make the, the trip yeah. all the way to, to I have, Dallas. I have a question. I have a question about yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Is can you? Is it like basically like no holds barred? Like you can you only, or is it like the only way to win is by like pinfall? Like what is the deal here? It is no holds barred street fight. You can win yeah. by pinfall wherever you want. You can win by uh, just knocking them out. You won't stand I, up. I'm calling. I'm calling that Ambrose wins by like 
some hijinks like Brock like passes out or something. That's my that's my prediction. That's that sounds ridiculous to me. I just I feel like oh. uh, like Brock Lesnar needs to win this match. Right. Just because you like Dean Ambrose, Liz. That's why I'm going with Lesnar. I disagree. He has a wagon full of stuff and he's ready to go. The same. All right. Let's let's go through this quick one, quickly now, Calvin. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to skip the rest of the pre-show because it's really just the, the Dudley Boys and the Usos, and then who cares about the Usos or the Dudley Boys at this point? So I'm skipping that. But uh, a handicap match, a handicap match. I don't know if it's going to leave things off here, but uh, the League of Nations is going against the New Day. Four against. How do you feel about that? Uh, the New Day will take it. They're, they're getting a baby face push of late. They're fighting heels. It just it make everyone loves them. It doesn't make sense to give the League of Nations the belt because uh, uh, Wade Barrett's going to be quitting soon, and Sheamus still wants to be a singles wrestler. So I don't think they'll put the titles on them. I'm going to go with New Day retains. New Day rocks. New <laughs> Day rocks. I'm with you. Done. They're they're too funny. They they just they've won me over recently. And uh Biggie's Biggie is really nice. Uh okay. I, I think they lose. I think they lose. Not that you're asking me. <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie, you're in. You think let's tag her in. She she thinks they lose. Okay. Tag him uh in. Kalisto is defending his championship, his United States championship against Ryback. <laughs> Beat me. Ryberg wins. Ryberg wins. Ryberg. Yes, I think I think that um, in my mind right now, I'm, it's sort of leaning heavy towards faces. So I think that I think that Ryback wins because uh, this feud will continue on to future pay-per-views, in which Kalisto can get his belt back. But for now, Ryback wins. Um, I am with you just because I don't I don't like these masked wrestlers. I, I just I'm not. No more masks. No more. Get rid of the masks. Get rid of the mask. I'm with Ryback. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, Ryback wins, of course. Uh, all right, this is an intriguing match. The Intercontinental Championship is a ladder match, and not only is a ladder match, is a ladder match. It is a whole oh, seven-man ladder match. Is that right? Am I counting this right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, Kevin Owens is the champion, and he's defending against his arch nemesis, Sami Zayn. And a bunch of other guys that probably aren't going to matter, except for maybe Dolph Ziggler, uh, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, Stardust, and The Miz are all in this match as well. But I don't think they're going to really factor into winning. Uh, so really, it comes down to Owens, Ziggler, and Zayn for me, Calvin. What do you What do you think? I think Owens is going to retain. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm, uh, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that uh, Owens and Sami Zayn take each other out thereby igniting their feud. And I'm going to pick surprise winner, The Miz. How do you like that? The Miz? That sucks. I think that's terrible. <laughs> what do you think, Liz? I think that Sami Zayn is almost going to win, but somehow like Kevin Owens is going to be ridiculous again and win. All right. Chris Jericho and AJ Styles, the old against the really old. Uh, AJ Styles, <laughs> new to WWE. I, I am a Jericho-holic. So I lean towards him, but I think Styles is going to win this thing because, I mean, really Jericho's only around because everybody else is hurt, right? Right. Uh, 
so my best friend is real life friends with Chris Jericho. Sometimes when he's in LA, he'll like show up at various, like he'll always want to go out. And so like I met him once, and not really uh, much of a story except to say that like I do like Chris Jericho, but I do not think there's any chance he wins at WrestleMania. Uh, AJ Styles is pretty much like the third or fourth most over person in the company. It's been forever. There's no chance that they don't give AJ Styles his WrestleMania moment, and that will be beating Chris Jericho. And here's the other thing: is Chris Jericho uh, gets put into feud so he can lose. That's what he. That's what he's been doing for about five years. No chance yep. he wins. Yep, and he doesn't care. He's just having fun out there, and then he's going to play in Fozzy, play some rock music, <laughs> hard rock music. That's Chris Jer- Jericho's style. See what I did there? All right, Calvin's favorite match. The champion, Terrible Charlotte, against Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks in a triple threat. Do you care who wins the championship here? Are you no. going to fast forward through it? I am. Yeah. Um, no, I, I kind of, no, I don't really care. I like Charlotte, but I don't really like the other two. I know a lot of people like Sasha Banks, but I like her style more than I actually enjoy her, I guess. I think that Charlotte retains. I think that she's been too good uh, with her, her sort of heel dominant character. It would not be it, it wouldn't make sense for her to lose the title in a, in a triple threat. Um, I think Sasha will come close. Well, and Charlotte will retain, and thus eliminating Becky from that rivalry, uh, and perhaps set up Charlotte and uh, Sasha Banks for the next. Well, I'll tell you. I'll, let me ask you this, Calvin. Actually, I'm going to direct this question to Eddie in Brooklyn because he's still on the line, and I know that he's a big fan of uh, Paige. So I'm curious why Paige doesn't have a title shot here at WrestleMania. Well, uh, you know, uh, Paige, uh, you know, she's my girl. She's come to, uh, she's come to a few shows. Uh, uh, you know, we'll keep that, uh, that story for another day. But, uh, uh, you know, Paige, uh, you know, she sells tickets. She gets people in the door. And, uh, you know, people just want to see. You know, they don't care if she has the title around her or nothing else. You know, she just wants to... Uh, she wants to be there. Everybody else wants to be there. Uh, and uh, I appreciate all your insights. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> let's move on because there's two more matches that we haven't talked about. Uh, I feel like we're doing pushing the envelope. The Undertaker is fighting at WrestleMania again. He's 22-1, and one, if you didn't know. And he's fighting the golden boy, Shane McMahon. And guess what? If McMahon wins, if Shane O'Mac wins, he controls Monday Night Raw, and that's exciting. And Undertaker also will not ever fight at WrestleMania again, and he'll ride off into the sunset and retire. So, I mean, it seems pretty obvious to me. This is We're, we're going to see an epic match between Shane O'Mac and The Undertaker in a hell in a cell, and The Undertaker's going to lose. I'm going the other way. I'm going to say I have a hard time believing that the Undertaker, who's lost once in WrestleMania, but he lost to Brock Lesnar. Uh, granted, I know you know the Undertaker wants to retire soon, but I, I have a hard time believing that he'll lose this match to Shane McMahon. I think that instead, I think that Shane McMahon will lose this match, or actually, you, you know, arguably even more likely, uh, this match ends in shenanigans. But I, I, I think. I think Shane McMahon loses in, in well, one way or the other, uh, be it like he's about to win or in the McMahon's cheat or, 
or Shane McMahon loses in some way, and then he he instead of taking over Raw, he takes over SmackDown. That's my theory because he wants to take over Raw. He's gonna find out that he can't, ah. and then and then the next week he shows up and it turns out he's taking over SmackDown, and then they do the brand split. That's the theory. Look at I this have. guy, Liz, reading the results over here. Let me read the results. I if I could chime in on this, I I might agree and say that Shane O'Mac's probably gonna lose. And I think they're going to drag it out, but I bet Undertaker retires by next year. He's so old. No? Finally. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks, Liz. Um, the final match, really, really, the main made, event, you, if you, you will. I thought you did the what? prediction, right? You made yeah. your prediction? He did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Undertaker loses. That's my prediction. He's going to be 22-2. 2-2-2. It's a number. It's it's a number of importance in life. Two, 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 two. Hey, twos. Um, Triple H is the champion, which is shenanigans in and of itself. And Roman Reigns is the contender in the World Heavyweight Championship. I just don't care. I just don't care. I guess I hope Roman Reigns wins, but he, I just can't stand him. And until... They're ready to give it to somebody else. I just, I don't care. Maybe Seth Rollins comes back and steals it. I don't know. Larry, I think you're going to be very happy with this one because I think Roman Reigns will win and get his belt back. Get his, uh, his deserved belt back. He wins a clean match over Triple H. It just makes sense. That's terrible, for, Liz. For That's terrible. Oh, what? Strowman? <laughs> I feel like there's going to be shenanigans. Yeah, and where's Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Where is Bray Wyatt? When is when is Seth Rollins? Oh, shenanigans on WrestleMania. I'm going to boycott WrestleMania. I'm going to go to the Lakers game instead. That's what I'm going to do. You do that. <laughs> All right, that was quite a tangent. Thank you, Eddie in Brooklyn, the money man. I hope Eddie calls um, every week. It would be nice if we heard from Eddie every week, but I, I feel like Eddie probably doesn't have enough material for this show every week. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I feel like it'll be the same thing over and over again. Maybe he'll start talking about his sock collection or something. You know, I, I just don't know. Uh, quite a tan- tangent, Calvin. Uh, let's um, let's let Liz. Stay for a second, and then we'll do the run after. How do you feel? Yeah, I have a um, an impromptu list game I might throw at you. Oh well, that's nice. But uh, first, we got to yeah. get into the list segment. Hi. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm here. Um, nope. I know you're there. I just I was expecting you to sing. I get well. I was singing on the inside. I get so annoyed when Calvin comes up with a list game like last minute, like it's a novel thing because I always have a list game on my segment. Calvin. Liz, list game is mine. You can call you his Liz game if you want. <laughs> this game's like. Oh, it's a burn. 
Miss Burns. All right, so I have um, I have I have a game here that I came up with. It's somewhat of a list game. So <clears throat> here are the rules. I've never heard of that. What is that? <laughs> Sorry, Liz game. Ah, <laughs> uh, so okay. You have. I'm gonna give you four players to choose from that are like kind of what I call larger than life people. And I'm going to give you facts, and you guys have to guess who belongs to what fact. Your your characters are Shaq, Allen Iverson, Michael Jordan, and Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, okay. Okay. This is a strange list. Are you guys aware of all four? <laughs> Calvin, you know who those guys are? Yeah, you guys know those guys? Absolutely. Okay, great. All right. Wait, same right. again for the people. For the people, Shaq, Iverson, Jordan, Rodman. Okay. Here are some facts that I found out. Some of them I knew, but some of them I just found out. Um, this person is banned from casinos in Detroit and Atlantic City. Okay, Shaq, Rodman, Allen Iverson, and who's the other one? Jordan. It's probably Jordan because because um, he gambled so much. It's probably Jordan. I'm going to say Rodman for his shenanigans. You're both wrong. It's Iverson. <sighs> for being okay. a complete jerk at casinos. Okay. Wrong! This person um, has <laughs> has been deemed a professional wrestler because he did a few professional wrestling stunts. Shaq. Uh, Rodman. Calvin's right. Rodman wrestled for WCW. That's right, he did. Uh, wasn't wasn't oh, yeah. Shaq in uh, WrestleMania one day? Eh, whatever. I don't know wasn't if he Rodman was. I think he might have just been on there. What? Wasn't Rodman a champion? He might have been. He was on for like a while. All right. I know David Arquette was briefly WWE champion. No, fun facts. <laughs> fun facts. That's right. Arquette loves wrestling. Okay. Um, this person is a, is like very afraid of bodies of water that are larger than puddles. Um, that's a strange one. I'm going with Rodman on this one too. No, uh, I'm going to go with Allen Iverson. <laughs> what? I, I kind of want to know. I'm going to lose this. So... I've already lost this. <laughs> why were you so against Rodman for that one? Have you seen Rodman, I, like, in a lake or something? <laughs> no, because he recently went to North Korea. You don't go to North Korea if you're afraid of bodies of water. <laughs> okay. Why not? Exactly. You could just sleep on the plane. Because you don't... Because you're going to think, going to North Korea is a bold move in and of itself. So if you combine that, <laughs> I, I feel like your fear of bodies of water holds you back from going to North Korea. Um. So it's actually Jordan, uh. because one of his best friends drowned when he was younger. But oh. I actually, speaking of North Korea, I was going to use... Uh, so you just like in the air tonight. <laughs> I actually was going to use was invited to North Smoke. Korea, but both Rodman and Jordan were invited. Okay, all right. Um, this person... Okay, so here's a stat. If Kobe missed his next 5,600 foul shots in a row, he'd still have a better career free throw rate than this player. <sighs> Gotta be Shaq, but I mean it could be Rodman, but it's gotta be Shaq. It could be, like, it could be Rodman, but he, actually Rodman was a decent shooter before he went crazy. Um, it's gotta be Shaq. Unfortunately, his hands are just too big. 
You guys are both right. Check. His percentage was 52.7%. Not bad, but still, like, way less than Kobe. Okay. Um, this person... <laughs> this person <laughs> challenged um, Elijah Wan to a one-on-one challenge with a personal typewritten note. Typewritten? Like, Say that again? Like, like, actually wrote it on a typewriter. This person Elijah Wan to a one-on-one challenge with a typewritten note. Huh. It's gotta be Shaq. Uh, I'm gonna go Michael Jordan. Shaq. I'm getting killed. This is a this is a terrible Liz segment. This is a, the worst Liz okay. game I've ever heard. I like when I come on and then you berate me about my Liz game. Okay, I got a couple more. You guys it's up for it? Because or? of my own poor performance. Okay, <clears throat> this person dunked 42 times in his career. Iverson. Iverson. Yep, it's Iverson. Is 42 a lot? No, that's not a lot at all. Okay. What's going on in goddamn staff? Okay. This person got a technical foul for getting the crowd to heckle the ref by chanting an expletive. Rodman. (laughs) Rodman for sure. (laughs) Although it would be funnier if it was Shaq. (laughs) It was actually Iverson. All right. That that fact made me laugh. Okay. Um, this person has four. Sorry, I was late on that. Four studio albums. Say that again. Kobe, how my taste. <laughs> this person has four studio albums. Four studio four albums. Studio well, album. I- Iverson Iverson it's was Jack. like that gangster rap. So I don't I don't think he has studio albums. I think Shaq does though. Yeah, Sha- Calvin's screaming Shaq in the background. He knows. Um, it is Shaq. Yeah, no, I said Kobe. How my taste? That's like, that's what Shaq said, Calvin. Calvin, Kobe's running. I was running. quoting Shaq. Sorry. I just didn't say the whole quote. Yeah, well, you, you, this is the, the way you win this game is by saying a name and using yeah. the name of Kobe. Kobe's not Kobe's not a yeah, show. So, I, I know. I'll I was quoting Shaquille O'Neal. It's pretty obvious unless you <laughs> don't know Shaquille O'Neal. I actually huh? wanted about to use that? that quote. I wanted to use that quote, but I didn't know how to do it without swearing. Um, Be how for where you think they record gangster yeah, rap albums. Yeah, but taste at the same time? I guess I just did. What? Okay. what, what I said, I'm curious where you think they record really gangster rap albums. Because you said not a studio album. Did they not record it? No, I said not four studio albums. I don't think he had that many studio albums because he was yeah. too hardcore gangster rap. I could see that. It's pretty hardcore. The right, studio person, wouldn't pick him up. That was a thing. It was, it was too hardcore. This person has a strain of salmonella named after him. <laughs> what? This person has a strain of salmonella named after him. Why? I don't care who it is. Why? It's because I don't think it was... Scientist is a big fan. Uh, uh, I'm gonna guess Jordan. I guess. I I guess Jordan. Weird. It is Jordan. I don't, that's that's weird. It's called Salmonella M. Jordan, but it's real. Um. Okay. Uh, a couple more. This person loves Pearl Jam. Like, listen to Pearl Jam before games, and went huh. on stage with Eddie Vedder a couple of times. 
Uh, it sounds like a Rodman thing to do. It's, yeah. I think that I'm going to go Jordan, though. It is Rodman. Nice work, Rodman. Damn it. I just Whoa, walked in that I still lose, but right. I got one. I, All right. I, I, I thought about him too, but I didn't want to have the same answer as you, too. So. <laughs> Um, this person. Uh, you're already ahead. You should just let me go first. Now you have to go first. <laughs> this person you, has. You keep taking my answer. What are you talking about? What do I have to Oh my god! You guys are ridiculous. Uh, this person, among their rap names, the most popular one is Jules with a Z at the end. Calvin, do you have an answer? <laughs> Jules, you said. Jules. Jewels, like with it's like multiple of a jewel, like, but with a Z. Like run the jewels. Like run the jewels. Uh, Iverson. <laughs> I don't know. Yep, that's that's the answer. It's Iverson. It's Iverson. Um, what are you okay. doing? Kill my answer again, chick. Nope, I knew that was the answer. That's I'm also gonna go aside, go the other way. We have to alternate who goes first. I, that's how I it's, see, it's fair. That's, right. I mean, that's probably fair. That is probably fair. Let's, let's okay. go right into my list game here. I, well, Liz, do you I, have one more? Yes, I have one more. This person wore um, number 12 for one game because somebody stole his jersey out of his locker. Uh, Jordan. Uh, Rodman. Jordan. Uh, I didn't right. keep track, but I think I must have tied him at this point. Uh, uh, he All right, uh, Calvin's list of game. Go. Hello. Then we'll, then we'll vote. Then we'll vote by uh, <laughs> applause at the end. Do you want to be on our list game too? Um, sure. Okay, so Mitchell and Ness uh, came out with their list. Of uh, high, of best-selling jerseys by state, in in oh. 2015 I have the list, and I have the list of for 2014. I now, so some of these some of these states are extremely obvious, like uh, basically um, uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. Uh, can you can you guys guess what the what the most popular throwback jersey was? Throwback Bird. jersey, Bird. Yeah. Yeah, Larry yeah. Bird. Yep. Yeah, Anthony Deanna, Larry Bird. So Larry Bird has now surpassed Kobe as as the person with the most uh, states in in this throwback scenario. As it, Kobe huh. as it All right. should be. Because yeah. okay. Kobe's not a throwback. Now, yeah. No, no, it's Kobe's number. It's Kobe's number eight. So it is a throwback. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's some obvious states. Like if I said, uh, in which state is Pat Tillman uh, the the top throwback jersey? Pat Tillman? Yes. The football player? Yes. The football player Arizona. Who, who left Arizona. Arizona. I did not know that. I didn't know we okay. were b- bouncing from league to league. I thought it, I, I thought you were uh, yeah, you were sticking with the NBA. It's but go. all sports. It's all okay. sports. But here, okay. okay. But here's what I'm going to do. Here's the thing. I'm going to. Uh, so just going to be too hard for you to do it any other way, but it's just surprising. I'm going to name some states that that have that have people you wouldn't you wouldn't guess as their top jersey seller, and I'm going to list it. I'm going to give you the 2014 and the 2015 top seller. You have to tell me which one was last year's top seller. Okay. Okay. For example, 
for example, the state is Alabama, okay? Uh. And it's the, your, your two choices, Allen Iverson and Ryan Sandberg. We're getting that, those, is, those that is very strange. Two. Yeah, very strange. That's why I like this game. Now, those are your top two jersey sellers. Which one is 2015's top seller? Alright, I'm going to go first, and then Liz can go first on the next one. I'm going to go with uh, with Iverson. I mean, I was also going to guess Iverson, because I don't know the other two. Fine, I, that's fine. Can I guess that's also fine. You, can, both, you okay. can have Iverson, yes. Okay, Iverson is correct. Yes. All right, my rationale you. there is because basketball is becoming a little bit big, and maybe people in Alabama are just now realizing who Allen Iverson was. Your top two jersey sellers in Delaware are Kobe Bryant and Reggie White. Weird, right? Some of these are super weird. I go first. I, I think yeah, Liz goes first, but I think Reggie White is from that area. I'm going. I'm going Kobe because he's retiring. Uh, right. Uh, that's that's good rationale, but I think Reggie White's from the area, so. I'll go with Reggie White. It is Reggie White. God. I don't know why. He's didn't he die? <laughs> Did he die? He died a while. He died quite a while ago. But yes. Okay. <laughs> Your top, did he die? Yes, he died at some point in life. Your top two jersey sellers in Idaho, guys, are Ricky Henderson and Mickey Mantle. That's a fun group right there. Can you give me actual, like, numbers? How many? Like, this is ridiculous. Are we talking, like, 20 and and 15? Like, what are the top two numbers? 20. Yeah, I don't... They don't give me numbers here. I just just know that these are the top two. Like, 20 people in Idaho bought a Mickey Mantle jersey, so it's on the list. You know, I mean... I'm sorry. What were the choices again? Mantle and who? Henderson. Henderson. Ricky Henderson. Uh, throwback. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh boy, I'm gonna go with Ricky Henderson just because they're on the West Coast and people probably watch the A's out there. I'm going Henderson. Wasn't he just like put in the Hall of Fame or something? Uh, he's a, he's a baseball player, but sure, he also made the football Hall of Fame. You are correct, Ricky Henderson, guys. The top two Wait, jersey sales. She didn't say football Hall of Fame. She said she I, just said Hall of Fame. Yeah, I said was he, wasn't he no, just he made Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame? I'm not a an idiot. <laughs> wow, wow, Liz, he thinks you don't know who Ricky wow. Henderson is. Wow. Yes, Liz, he's All also right. in the Curling Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, this, this is a fun one right here, guys. The top, the top two throwback jersey sellers in Mississippi. Are Dwight Gooden and Larry Bird. Mississippi. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Dwight oh, Gooden, Larry Bird. Whose turn is it? My turn? Yeah. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I'm going Bird. Yeah, it's, I think it's probably Bird. Bird fever. No, it's Dwight. Dwight oh. Cowell. Oh, wow. Boo. Yeah. Why? wonder why. <laughs> why? I don't know. Guys, the top two jersey sellers in Nevada are Ricky Henderson and Kobe Bryant. What is this Ricky Henderson thing? I think um, they pronounce it Nevada. Is it Nevada? Yeah, Nevada. Nevada. I think, I think they say Nevada. Nevada. 
Nevada. You just said Nevada. We said Nevada. We say Nevada. Nevada, Nevada. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. It's Henderson and who? I'm going with Uh, Kobe. I'm going with Kobe because he's retiring and the NBA is trying to uh, push basketball in Vegas. I'm going Ricky because he's a great football player. (laughs) (laughs) Liz is right. It is Ricky. They love football in Nevada. Guys, in Vermont, the top two jersey sellers are Patrick Ewing and Carl Yastrzemski. Oh, it's definitely yes. Yeah, it's it's got to be yes. It's 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 yes. No, it's Patrick Ewing. What? Oh, Nick, Nick the Knicks made to Vermont. Those Knickerbockers. Guys, in Wyoming, no, this might be my favorite. Patrick, Patrick Ewing used to play basketball down the street from where I grew up. You knew that in the park? Did you know that, Liz? I did know that's that. A, that's what that's what my dad says. Anyway. So they said they used to see him play basketball over there. Probably some dude with a Patrick Ewing jersey on. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Phil. I believe you, Phil. This one is amazing. I, I I don't even understand how this happened. They must both be from here, and I, I don't have any idea. The top two jersey sellers, throwback jersey sellers in Wyoming, are Lou Gehrig and Muggsy Bogues. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I love Muggsy Bogues. I don't know. I just feel, I feel like baseball is is taking a back seat and basketball is coming on strong. I'm going with Bogues. I'm going Gehrig. It is Bogues. Muggsy's Yeah. Damn it. How about West Virginia guys? Paul Molitor or Shaquille O'Neal? Every state. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do all fifty states in the union. No, uh, I just like Mol- I feel like Molitor just went into the hall, but I also think that. Shaq, didn't he do something nice in West Virginia as like a stand-in police officer or something? Was that in West Virginia? Yeah, I don't you know. know. I think you're right, um, because when I'm looking up Shaq facts, it said something about that. Was it in West Virginia? Yeah. Um, I actually had no idea. Oh, Calvin, just keep oh. it away. No, nope. he was he was saying the question. He was answering the same to say that it was West yeah. Virginia is no, what no, he was, I was asking. Um, I did... I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with uh, with Shaq. It is Shaq. Yeah. All right. Do a couple more, unless you guys are over this. We don't have to do anymore. Well, we got 12 minutes left in the show, so we've we've totally blown it. Right, well, we've, we've already yeah, we've already blown everything out of the water. We might as well keep going with this. All right. In Tennessee, guys. Uh, Kobe or Penny Hardaway? Penny Hardaway. Top two That's It's got to be Kobe, but I, maybe maybe Little Penny is making a resurgence down there. I'm gonna go Hardaway. Really? Was that? Was, I wasn't sure if you were answering or you were just working it out in your head. Kobe. You Kobe. Kobe. Okay. It is Penny. Yeah. yeah. Might be taking the lead here a little bit. Take that, Ver. All right, Guys. last one. Okay. <laughs> South, <laughs> race, man. South Dakota. Uh, I almost wish I could just guess these names because they're so random. Uh, South Dakota, Walter Payton and Babe Ruth. 
South Dakota. Uh, Ruth, Babe Ruth. Gee, Louise. I guess I'm going to go. I'm going to go Peyton. It is Babe. All right, I win again. Yep, no, it's not a tie. I win. Uh, (laughs) Great stuff. Good stuff, Calvin. Uh, I'm sure we just gained so many listeners with with that list game. And by applause, whose list game was better? Was it Calvin's? Or was it Liz's? Yeah. All right. Fine. Um, Great. We had a we had a Liz team and a Liz game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Liz, thank you for joining us. Much appreciated. We're going to rant about LeBron James for the next 10 minutes. Good night. Bye. Um, 10 minutes about LeBron James. How do do you feel about that, Calvin? Can we do it or should we shorten it up? No, we can can do it or or just keep going until we're done. I guess we can try to push baseball talk. Maybe we don't even talk baseball this week. We'll just push that back. I don't don't know if I'm going to go 10 minutes on on LeBron James, uh, but I could definitely go five on LeBron and five on the Red Sox and bitch about them both because, boy, do the Red Sox look like they are a, a joke again. But so maybe I should save that until after opening day, uh, and we'll see if they actually, if David Price actually performs uh, as uh, they take on Cleveland on Monday. Uh, maybe next t- Tuesday we'll uh, we'll talk a little baseball. So let's let's rant about LeBron James for a second here. I'm not sure if well, you saw what. I was saying Houston is up four points on Cleveland with uh, eight seconds left. So that might be another last for them. Even more, even more ammo for people to look at LeBron James and analyze what happened in that game. I wonder if he pouted and sulked and kicked his feet like a little baby uh, because that's what he's been doing for the past couple of weeks. And I, I love seeing stuff like that because I, I just think, I, I think that the spotlight should be on him in those situations and people should be critical of him for, for acting that way. He's supposed to be a professional. He's supposed to be the best player in the world. And he's out there acting like, uh, he should just have things handed to him and that his, his teammates should be exactly what he is. And that, uh, he starts calling people out with his, with his gestures and things like that. And I mean, he never says it. He does all this subtweeting and he'll, he unfollows people and follows other people. And he takes to Twitter and goes about his, his, uh, his, his work that way. Uh, so I'm just tired of seeing LeBron James. And the other day, Somebody, I was ta- I was emailing with this this guy that's that really just sometimes I think that he's just trying to get under people's skin, and uh, he was trying to make it sound like I hated free agency, when all I was saying is, is that I hate guys like LeBron James that go place to place and then pout and complain when things don't go their way in the place that they set up for themselves. So it's not that I don't like free agency. It's that I don't like the attitude of a guy like LeBron James. And I don't know if you saw Brian Windhorst column on ESPN.com, but man, is that guy in LeBron's pocket or what? I mean, I don't know what pictures LeBron has of this guy and he's holding him his blackmail because this guy just will not stop. And I know he's, he's paid to do this, but, the love fest for LeBron is never ending from Mr. Brian Windhorst. And that he, he was, his article basically was saying that uh, as, as much of a whiny complainer, moody person as LeBron has been, it's worth putting up with all of that. And you need to put in the effort because 
he's worth it and all this. And it was just a, a love fest and ugh, terrible. Go read it if you'd like. It's funny, it's funny because Amin El-Hassan has been all over ESPN lately uh, trying to make the bold statement of the opposite, saying, like, LeBron is not worth all the trouble he causes. Now, I want to go back, you know, quickly to uh, LeBron, you know, unfollowing the Cavs uh, on social media and then, you know, flipping out when somebody asked him about it and saying next question and just all these antics that he's been doing lately because – I think, I think that they have a, you know, like commenting about how he'd love to play with Chris Paul and, and Carmelo in, in some, uh, in Dwayne Wade somewhere else. And I think all this has a point. And I don't think the point is that, like, hey, I want to be a free agent. I, I think LeBron is smart enough at this point to, like, realize that he, he's not going to leave Cleveland at this point because of the way he set it up. I don't think he has the balls. To, to bounce out on Cleveland, uh, particularly because he was like, he was like, I you don't think to so? At this point, I'm hoping that he does. At this point, I'm just, I'm just begging that he does. I'm praying that he does, and I, and he has to take the criticism for that. If he does that, and he owns up for it, and this was my argument, if if LeBron James were to bring Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony to Boston just as two names and decide that they all want to play here under Coach Brad Stevens, and that's that's where they want to come. That's I'm fine with that. I will. I would love that. I'd be the first to, to welcome them here. But if he continues this bitchiness, if he continues to act the way that he has been acting in these other cities, I will still criticize him for that. And if if he complains if things don't go their way at first, I'll criticize him for that as well because he he should just shut up and try and work better at it and stop acting like this. That's that's my big problem with LeBron James. Yeah, I'm throwing. I don't know if you want to call it conspiracy theory out there, but my theory is that LeBron knows that he, he's not going to leave Cleveland. He knows that he can't leave Cleveland, but he wants to make the Cavs organization feel the heat like he might leave Cleveland if, if he doesn't get his way. Because I'm getting the sense that, like, there's some pushback from the organization against LeBron running roughshod over them and, he already, you know, uh, getting David Blatt fired, sort of talking about how, you know, he said we needed an enforcer. He's talking about guys that he might need or want on this team. And, like, he apparently doesn't get along with Kyrie Irving, uh, doesn't really get along that well with Kevin Love, but, like, to a lesser extent, they just don't play well together, uh, as opposed to a guy like Irving who could play well with LeBron but just doesn't. I think LeBron wants big changes on this team after the offseason, and the only way he's going to be able to accomplish the changes that he wants to make at this point as a guy who sort of feels, you know, the shelf life on his NBA career, he feels a clock ticking on that. I think he's trying to force the organization into making moves under the idea that, like, hey, look, Cavaliers, I'm unfollowing you. I'm showing you that I, I will leave. I do have the nerve to leave. But I don't think he actually does. I think it's just he's just trying to gain leverage in a situation where he doesn't really have the leverage. So that's, that's what I'm very, saying. That's, that's pretty stuff. interesting. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. That I, I mean, I I could see it going that way, and I could I could see that he has this mastermind uh, plot like that, and that he just knows that he's not going to leave. But and that's probably the more likely scenario that he would stay for the money and try and build around there and get more players that he likes to come in. Um, but uh, I just I like seeing him frustrated. I like seeing seeing him 
get angry about things like that. And I just, if it were on my team, I wouldn't like it. Let's put it that way. If 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 you were on the Celtics doing things like that, I would call him out for it because I I mean, I I just, I, I feel like he needs to be criticized for things like that. Any player, not just him, any player, especially, but especially him because he's supposed to be the best player in the world. Right. Well, and, and we're going to reach a point, you know, there's going to come a day where, yeah, it's not going to be worth it anymore, and he's still going to try to be that guy beyond that point. You know, he does have character flaws. He is passive-aggressive. That's like the same thing happened with Kobe. Everything that was great about Kobe uh, applied while Kobe was great. But the second, you know, the second that passed, it became, like, more obnoxious, and he had to adjust who he was. I think that that day is coming soon. Now you have a soon. big problem on your hands. Yeah, it's not it's not here yet, but the day of reckoning where I don't think, I I do think that you have to put up with it for his value on the court, but I'm yeah, I'm not convinced that that's going to last more than another two seasons. Hey right, Calvin, we uh, started a little late, so we're going to end it now, as and so it feels a little early, but um, we will be back next week, and there will be a Red Sox rant. I promise you that. Unless, of course, David Price goes out and pitches nine innings and throws a no-hitter or, or throws a shutout, I should say, and the Red Sox beat the Indians, which probably not going to happen. But there will be a Red Sox rant next week, I promise. Uh, you got anything else, bud? Uh, no, I'll, I'll save it for next week. I mean, I, I always have more to talk about, but not this time. Hey, always. thanks not this uh, time. for putting up with our, our digressions this week. We were yeah. planning on talking about wrestling for so long, or uh, have a double list game, double but you know what? Game. We just, yeah. yeah, we just go with the flow sometimes. That's right. So tune in next week. It'll be more organized. It'll be better. I promise. For Calvin and everybody else that joined us, Mad Dog, Liz, Eddie, and Brooklyn, much appreciated. Good night and goodbye. Good night, everyone.